This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Dunn. I hope you've had a wonderful week. Um, it's been a very interesting week in the world of politics, and we've a lot to discuss today. Um, first off, I apologize if I sound a bit different. I'm a bit nasally. Um, Irish summer... Um, equals rain and when you get wet you get the flu Um, I'm the only person I know who gets the flu in summer so excuse me for that I want to talk to you about um, today's show I want to talk to you a lot about Brexit Um, it really was a historic occasion I want to explain what it it means for Britain what it means for Europe and what it, what's going to happen now going forward um, because you're going to hear a lot of speculation and I also want to compare and say compare it to America because I'm seeing a few American friends of mine saying they want to be British um, and that Britain has so many more advantages because they've done this um, to America and I want to sort of refute those rumours however before we get there um I want to talk to you about a few things. This has been a very interesting week. Um, and I just love sitting back and watching how people interact with each other, using looking at people's arguments. And there's a few things I want to address. Last Monday was the day you call Independence Day. One of my pet peeves... And I'm noticing this more and more and more. Even among my conservative friends. It's this term. Happy 4th of July. Do you go around saying happy the 6th of July? Happy 7th of July? Last week I did a show. Um, I gave the history and... If you listen to it, thank you so much. I hope it gave you some food for thought. Where July 2nd is actually a real Independence Day. But I don't go around celebrating just an ordinary day. I don't celebrate the 4th of July. The 4th of July is like the 6th of July is like the 22nd of the se- September is like the, the 19th of May. It's just another day. What I did celebrate last weekend was your independence. And it seems so many people have forgotten the history of America. This is something we need to address, and address rather quickly. Because even when I went online um, for Monday to to wish all my American family and friends a, a happy Independence Day, 
I went on to Google and went to Google.com and said, oh, do you know what? I'll add a Mimi, you know, fireworks or the Statue of Liberty or something, and just saying Happy Independence Day. Well, I don't know if any of you did that, but when I did it, I found it very hard to get an Independence Day one. It was all Happy Fourth of July. It's like we're stripping the meaning from now Independence Day. Or maybe some people feel like the American ambassador to Ireland felt where he was celebrating on Monday, Independence Day, and it was an independence from prejudice, was one of his quotes. Maybe that's what we celebrate today. Independence from prejudice. Huh. I guess the history I've read and that I've shared with you over the last year on this show and through other platforms over the last number of years means nothing. How do we solve this? Do you solve this with a politician winning the White House? Do you solve it by some legislation or regulation? Or You must read the Declaration of Independence on July 4th. Or do we solve it at the grassroots level? That's my first observation. My second observation, and I apologize, I'm getting all my little pet peeves out of the way early, because I I do want to spend today's show talking about something really serious, and that's Brexit. But I weeped a bit on Monday for your nation. I weeped because... I have my whole system set up for America, so I see what happens in America, generally not in Ireland, I don't really care. For a good period of time, I guess it was it was Monday afternoon my time, so it was a mid-morning your time. For a good period of time of Monday morning, the third most popular hashtag on Twitter was that great, uh, that great hashtag activism. Hashtag... America was never great. Now, the smarter side of me, the sarcastic side of me said, you know what's funny? The people who are tweeting this are probably so dumb, they don't realize they're on the internet, which is an American invention. They don't realize they're probably tweeting their hashtag America was never great on their iPhone or the iPad, again, which are Steve Jobs, which is an American invention. Doing so from the comfort of their own home, with indoor plumbing, with big TVs, with electricity, all American inventions. You know, you don't have to see America the way I see it, whether you're an American or not, that's fine. We're all created individual. You don't have to have the love I have for America. I would love you to have it. And it's my life's mission to make you have that love. But the ignorance that it was never great. The inventions that you have added. Just to, you know, let's just focus on you know the greedy capitalist side of me. The inventions that you have made through the profit motive to make everyone's life a bit better is incredible. And yet there are so many people out there And we're not talking like a handful. We're not talking about 10 or 20 disenfranchised people. We're obviously talking about quite a lot if it's the third most popular hashtag on Twitter. 
And I wept because... I wept firstly because... How sad is it that they don't know how great your country is? And secondly, I wept with the self-hate. Again, you don't have to be this big, you know, pom-pom waving, cheerleading for America, the way I kind of am. Where I think you're great, I think you're exceptional, and I'll give you a list of reasons for it. But that you would go online and let a whole world know it to all your followers to get it trending on Twitter that, yeah, America was never great. It kind of astounds me. It astounds me even more in 2016, where terrorism is running rampant. You know, this hashtag might be forgivable, let's say, in... I'm trying to think of a time. 97, 98? You know, where the world was relatively peaceful, there wasn't much terrorism. You know, the biggest threat in 97 was probably the IRA in Ireland and Northern Ireland and England. You know, you hadn't quite heard of Osama bin Laden yet. 9-11 hadn't happened, obviously. And things were... You had Kosovo, maybe you could put that in. Um, Maybe go a few years before that. But, you know, I'm trying to think of a time where the world was relatively quiet. Today you have ISIS... You have the amount of terrorist groups that you have. Like, everyone focuses on the ones that I'll just name. You know, the ones everyone knows. Hezbollah, Hamas, uh, Al-Shabaab, Taliban, Al-Qaeda, ISIS. Or now we're, now we're using this cool term. I love the media. You know, they come up with these cool terms. We're now calling ISIS. We don't call it ISIS or ISIL. We're calling them Dash. There's apparently some people that put a dash between the two ISs. But now we call them Dash. Oh, I love the media. We have people throwing people... Oh, I disagree with you, so I'm going to stone you. We have people putting videos on YouTube going, Hey, look at all the, the, the horrible, despicable, and unique ways I can kill someone. I can blow them up. I can put them in, ch- in uh, cages and set fire to them. I can put them in cages and drown them. I can put electric cords around their neck and blow them off. I can stone them. And hey, if you're gay, I'll throw you off a roof. During all this, America was never great. The second reason I wept was because, how can you talk to these people? I'm not going to stop trying, but how can you reach someone? How can, how can, and I don't mean to make this personal, because these feelings are, I'm sure, shared by many of you, but how can an Irishman like me, an outsider talk to an American and the Irishman is telling the American that their nation is exceptional and the American is telling the outsider no we actually were never great we, we pretty much suck how can you have that conversation and how can I twist it surely it should be the other way around the American should be telling the Irishman why great America was exceptional and to follow our lead that was what the Statue of Liberty was great it was shining that light follow me, follow our example you can be great too Surely that's the message. You should be telling me, not me telling you. And yet for quite a chunk of your population, you've been so built down, so beaten up, that you have people now going, yeah, America was never great. America was never great. 
I don't know. I, I really don't know how to compete with that. And bear with me, my last pet peeve. And this has nothing to do with Independence Day. And I'm going to tie all these through three together why I started with these for this show. There is a reason. This isn't just me rambling, telling you everything I'm annoyed about this week. There is a reason for it. Earlier this week, in the breaking news, everyone knew was coming. Didn't quite understand or predict it was going to happen this way. But in the breaking news, we all knew that was coming. That was not breaking. Hillary Clinton was not charged by the FBI. (gasps) What? John! I was sure she was going to be charged by the FBI. I, I, I went, I was so sure, but I went to the bookies and I put, sorry, you don't have bookies, gambling is illegal in quite a few states. I went to Vegas and I put my life saving on Hillary being indicted by the FBI. I, I was so sure of it. I'm been facetious, I'm sure many of you are going, no, I didn't, I knew this was coming. There's not much I can say about it. I didn't expect the FBI to do the presentation they did of laying out the whole case against her. And you're you're looking at it kind of going, or if you're in my case reading about it, they're really going to charge her. And then it's like, yeah, well, but, you know, she didn't mean to do it, so we're not, we don't see any criminal charges. You know, no prosecutor would do that. I didn't expect that. However, what else can I say? about this that hasn't been said 10,000 times over it seems America is not based on equality anymore even though the left love putting it out there that not all men are created equal it seems as if you were her name Clinton you can pretty much do anything you want and hey you can get away with it it seems you can do anything you want running on the democratic ticket get away with it and hey you're a democrat it's okay However, I do want to make one point. Again, when I go quiet on social media, it's usually because, one, I'm busy. Two, I don't have a lot to say. And three, I tend to watch what other people are saying and watch arguments form. I probably shouldn't say this because it's going to irk a lot of people, but I don't care. I'm going to say it because I give you the truth no matter whether you like it or not. The amount of my Republican friends, and I say Republican for a reason, online who are so outraged, they're making the argument that the left should stand up and realize how crooked Hillary, because that's, you know, that's what we have to say today, you know, it's tr- Trump told us to say it, you know, it's, it's crooked Hillary, you know, we can't say Hillary Clinton anymore, it's crooked Hillary, it sounds so much better, it rolls off the tongue. Crooked Hillary. Hey, maybe you'll get hashtag trending. Crooked Hillary. How we all, the left, the Democrats, you know, those blue-collar Democrats should just reject their own party. Reject Hillary Clinton and come over to Trump. Because you got to wake up, Democrats. You're supporting a felon. You're supporting a liar. You're supporting someone who is crooked. The irony is not lost on me how those people are making the argument for a Democrat to stand up to their own party, 
to their own candidates, to their nominee for president. And yet, when someone like me, who would be, I'm not really a Republican, I'm not really conservative, I don't know what I am, me. The irony is not lost that when I speak out about Trump, when I speak up to the candidate who is supposed to, you know, be closest to my views, it's, oh, you're, you're a moron, go shut up. That irony isn't lost on me. It's, it's a crazy world we live in. It's, we really do live in the law of man. Where, you know, principles just go out the window. And... It's, well, if you're a Democrat and you're, you know, you're a Hillary supporter now because she's the nominee, it's one rule for you. But if you're John or some of my many, 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 many friends who are never Trump, who I love, and I, I love Trump supporters as well. I love everyone. But if you are one of those who speak out, because you speak out on principle, because you oppose many of the policies that go against your beliefs that Trump supports, you're told to shut up, sit down, you're not being helpful. We really do live in an era of man's law. So why did I start this show with all three of those stories? Well, I'll explain when I get right back. i got to take a quick break break america please don't go anywhere i'll be right back freedom versus freebies this is freedom's disciple with jonathan dunn on the blaze radio network in the next 19 seconds you could sell your home Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. So, why did I open today's show with those three stories? Honestly, it wasn't because, hey, I just want to moan and bitch and whine and give out and say, oh, the people we deal with today are just, I just can't reach them. It wasn't anything to do with that. There was a reason for it. The reason for it is because... All three of those stories... July 4th, not Independence Day. America was never great, hashtag. And... Our Republican friends and allies... Who... Want Hillary to jump over... Because she's crooked... But yet, when someone speaks out against their own candidate, it's sit down, shut up. The reason I bring those three stories up today is because they're all from the grassroots. They can only be fixed by you, the people. They can only be fixed 
by how you deal and interact and what you say online and to your fellow citizens and to other people around the world. They can't be solved by winning an election. They can't be solved by Article 5 of the Constitution. They can't be solved by winning the House, the Senate, the White House. They can't be solved by getting a conservative justice on the White on the Supreme Court and pass the Senate. They can't be passed by some regulation from the EPA or the Department of Energy or the Department of HUD or the Department of Education. No. These are things you are going to have to solve. You're going to have to break past all the media spin and the media bias. You're going to have to stop letting politicians tell you what to say or been influenced by them and start influencing politicians. You're going to have to see past all the hype and you're going to have to see the truth and find it for yourself. Find your truth and then hold to it and spread it with your friends and with your family and be a positive influence that I know many of you already are. But we need to get more and more people on the side of principles. And I mean real principles. I mean a principle is a principle. Not, well, there's the, there's the, this principle, but there's the Democratic side of this and there's the Republican side of this. And then, of course, there's the election side, which is all rules go out the window. All principles go out the window because it's all about winning. Quite honestly, you need to follow the example of Britain. I've been very blessed to have many opportunities and I want to give a shout out to my boss Glenn Beck who I had the honour of sharing some thoughts with his on his Facebook page. There's the BBC getting on to me. Some more breaking news. Um, I had some, at the honour of Glenn Beck asking me for some thoughts on Brexit which he shared on his Facebook page. I had the honour of going on to several shows including the Jeff Fisher show and the Sam Sorbo show um, thank you so much for having me on to talk about Brexit but in case you didn't hear my thoughts on it or you didn't see any of my Facebook postings it really was a wonderful win and it seems it's funny, it seems the British people, just on a side point, between the, the Brexit referendum and the last election in last May, say one thing, and the British people go and do it different. Um, it's, it's actually kind of cool, in one way, because there's nothing worse than, eh, we know they're going to win and they win. Exciting. But I want to take you back just to Brexit, just for a few minutes, just focus, and then I want to take a you know, the follow-up and going forward, what it means. But it really was David versus Goliath. I watched some of the media. I was very silent on it. I didn't want to... I wasn't confident, let me put it that way, of it passing. Um, And nowhere but America is my focus. You can think ill of me if you wish, but... My heart and soul is in America, and that's what I spend my a lot of my time discussing, promoting, analyzing, and trying to help and serve. 
But I watched some of the debates over here. I watched the news coverage. And if you were... Let's take the emotion out of everything. If you were setting up a, a battle plan, if you are a war general and war gaming how this referendum was going to go, every advantage went to the stay side. Let me give you some of the points. You're a general, and the war is the aim of the war is you got to. What do you do? Well, the first thing is, well, we get all the politicians together, right? You get all the politicians. So you had David Cameron, who's the Prime Minister of Britain, and you had Jeremy Corbyn, who is the leader of the opposition. You know, that unity support, you know, reach their ideological differences, they both wanted to stay. So if the politicians can unite on this, right? What else did you have? Well, you had the media. The media, the useful pawn it is. Telling story after story after story of financial ruin, of impending the world was going to end if you didn't vote to stay in Europe. They came out with all these figures. Britain was going to leave nine lose 950. It was like, oh my god, 950,000 jobs? <gasps> oh my god, imagine the poverty. Then they came out with this great stat. I think I can't remember the exact pounds a week. Or maybe it was 18 pounds a week. The average worker, if they leave, vote to leave Brexit. The average worker. Now, not your millionaires and your billionaires, because they have as much class warfare as you do. Not the millionaires and the billionaires, but the average worker. The noble British worker. 18 pounds a week because of Brexit then you had which no war general with any ethics would envisage or want stabbing and shooting the Labour MP Joe Cox and as he did the horrific heinous disgusting act shouting Britain first at that point everyone thought game done game over game over because if you dare vote to, for Britain to leave now you're going to be forever attached to that killing there was all these round tables you know I love the I love the media you know the media elites all these these prim and prosher people and I have a degree from Oxford I have a major in journalism from Cambridge I'm just so much better than you I'm so but every so often you know us upper class folks you know we had to roll up our sleeves and we gotta get amongst the people. You know, those those lower class and the, the middle class types. So all they had the, the media. Sorry, I, I mocked the media, I apologize. It's it's just my way of coping. Um So they had these little round tables and they have like maybe 30, 40, 50 people. And they would talk about them and they would talk to them and they'd ask them questions, you know, why are you voting the way you are, what are, you, what are your thoughts or what are your emotions? And it was always funny because it was so biased, reporter, and you know, you'd have these people sitting and on one side you'd have to leave and on one side you'd have to stay. And the reporter would go, the stay side. Oh yes, and what's your name? Oh, your name is John. And you're voting to stay in, in Europe, right? Yes. And why are you voting to stay? And then some of the excuses.
bought the talking points was, I'm so worried about my children. And I want my future, my children have a brighter future, and whatever the reason was, or they want this, whatever the reason was. And the reporter would be listening, oh, so concerned, and so attentively, oh, yes, and I agree. And they'd make this report, and there's John, you know, just the average guy, and he's worried about his children, he's worried about the future. You know, John's a good guy. John's a really good guy, because he wants to stay in Europe. And, like, they'd get, like, a lot of TV time. And then they'd go, oh, crap, we need to talk to the other side, you know, because we've got to be fair and balanced. And they'd go over and then they'd go, hi, what's your name? You know, there'd be no nice, compassionate, soft voices. What's your name? Oh, your name is John. Oh, okay. John sounds like a stupid name. What do you want to do? I want to leave. Well, you're a moron. But why do you want to leave? Tell me. Well, I want a better future. I don't want Europe to tell me. You're a moron. Shut up. And they'd go back and go, and here we have it, you know, two different sets of opinions, folks. You know, one is clearly good, and a decent John wants to stay for his kids. And there's that moron John who wants to leave because he's just stupid and illiterate. And they didn't say these things, but their body language and their reporting suggested that. They just looked down on them. And they did all these, the BBC, Sky News, all these media stations, Channel 4. It built up this image that if you wanted to stay you were smart you were compassionate you were worried if you wanted to leave you were dumb you were ignorant you were a racist you were xenophobic you were a fearmonger whatever despite all of this the leave side had no advantages you know if you just look at the leave side for a minute Boris Johnson. That was the best they could come up with. Now, Boris Johnson seems like a... You know, I'll use my English term. He seems like a decent old chap. You know, a jolly good boy. Um, apologies, my English accent isn't very good. But... He seems like a decent guy. I don't know a lot about him. But he's the mayor of London. That was the big thing. You had Nigel Farage, who is... At best, a fringe candidate. Now, it's funny. More people in America probably know who Nigel Farage is than British people do. And if they do know who he is, they don't have a very favourable opinion about him. And they don't know why. You had no media on your side, with the exception of the Daily Mail. Kudos to the Daily Mail. They came out and said, we want to leave. But they did very good, honest reporting on both sides. It was actually somewhat good journalism. And they're a good site, and I, I use them quite a bit. So despite all of that, despite you know, the political coming together of oppositions, all the media, with the exception of the Daily Mail, all the fear and mongering, oh, 950,000 jobs. They made the perception that you were dumb if you wanted to stay and you were great and compassionate if you wanted to or sorry if you wanted to stay and if you wanted to leave you were dumb you had that horrific murder and yet what happened it was a landslide 52-48 the British people decided to leave it was clear there are many reasons people voted to leave I'm not going to say it was because of one reason I'm not going to say because they wanted their independence back. I'm sure a lot did. 
I'm sure some people just voted because of immigration. I'm sure people voted because they were sick and tired of sending money to Europe. I'm sure people were sick and tired of the rules, the money. I'm sure people were just, I'm British, I don't want to be anything else. There were countless reasons people wanted to get out. It's because it's clear the politicians didn't win that. It's clear the media didn't win that. It's clear the polling didn't win that. Brexit is an example for you and every American to follow. That if you talk to your friends, talk to your family, the grassroots will always change things. The grassroots has that power, that capability, if it's done right. Ignore the media, ignore the politicians, ignore the spin doctors. Do what you think is morally right. That is what Britain did. For whatever reason, it voted to get out. And it wasn't close. They won by over 1.3 million votes. And that is a referendum of the state side winning by four, five, six points. Some even more. But they were average. By four points, I think they were winning by. I'll you about this before we get on to bigger things. Is look how quickly things can change. I get people saying, John, America is going to be so much hard work and it's going to be years and decades. It probably is. It's going to be my lifelong mission to be free again. However, if you'd said two years ago England would have been out of the EU, you would have been laughed at. Fringy idea. Two years later, it's happened. Changes can happen really quickly. Really, really quick. It's a message from my Article 5 friends. That movement a couple of months ago was considered fringy. It was talked down by a lot of people. But they can follow that example of Brexit, of how quickly momentum is built. And if you can tap into their love of country. I'm going to talk to you about what it means going forward and the fallout. And in the last couple of weeks since that vote has happened, I'll be right back, America. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something, and progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. Available August 2nd. Pre-order now at glennbeck.com slash liars. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As always, I am on Twitter.
at Freedom Disciple or on Facebook at Freedom's Disciple. Um, look me up, get in touch with me. I try my best to answer all messages as quickly as possible or comments. Um, I really want to try and engage with each and one of you as much as possible and, you know, share your thoughts with me. Even if you think I suck or you disagree with one of my arguments, that's okay. Um, we can discuss it, we can be civil um, and have a debate. So, as I was discussing prior to the break, Brexit. And what's the fallout? It was a great win for for freedom. Um, that Friday was was an incredible day. Um, there was I was on several radio shows and I felt so encouraged by it because, being honest, there hasn't been many many wins for freedom over the last fifteen sixteen years. It's been wins for the opposition. But some people, I felt, got a bit carried away by by their analysis. Because some people have said to me, and these are Americans who said, oh, if only we could be like Britain. I want to address that very quickly. This was an incredible victory because it was so unexpected it was even unexpected to people in the know because it happened late in the, at night my, at my time and I sent a message to someone um, and I have, I have a few contacts around the place and because I'm up early with work, my Irish job and I sent a message to someone, and it's it's a coded message, so no one will understand it, but it's like, should I go to bed or should I stay up? And usually if it's bad news, and it's not going to be, I'm not going to like the outcome, and say, go to bed, it's, it's over. And if it's stay up, it's going to be interesting. And I got a message back seconds later, go to bed. So I went to bed, expecting, oh, they voted to stay, and it's, it's not even stay up, it's going to be interesting, it's go to bed. <laughs> Um, the last thing I saw was Nigel Farage sounding very downbeat. So even on the night of the election, everyone's voted. They're getting a feel. It's not looking good. To wake up the next morning going, they voted to, to leave. And they won by four points and by 1.3 million votes. It was incredible. There was an extra pep in my step. I felt very encouraged. It was a great win for freedom. However, it's one win. It's a win for the freedom of self-governance. It's not a win for freedom for people. We need to make it that. To my American friends who might think, who might look on at Britain now and go, I wish we were like them. No, you really don't. Because first things first. Britain yesterday was a socialist nation Britain today is a socialist nation and Britain for the foreseeable future will be a socialist nation sadly there is no movement you know great freedom movement happening 
So I want to spend a couple of minutes just telling you the advantages America still has over Britain. Because as great as a victory this was for freedom, I still choose America. But John, you're biased. You, you have this love for America. Yeah, that's true. But I'd still give you the factual reason why I still would choose America over Britain. What does Britain have that America doesn't? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What does America have that Britain doesn't? Well, let's say Britain went down the path of freedom and said, you know what? The Brexit vote is a vote for freedom. And we need to spread those freedoms down to the individual as much as possible. What do you have to do? Well, you'd have to get all the political minds together. You'd have to get all the intellectual scholars. You'd have to get all the geniuses to sit in a room and to debate and to debate and to discuss and for the media to get involved and for them to dissect every word. And for the message to reach the peace cushion among the grounds. And then you'd have to set about writing a charter of liberties. That is a long, long, arduous process. Who knows this who listens, but just in case someone else is listening. You know... America just didn't find its independence and then, boom, the Bill of Rights came about. It took 15 years. It took 15 long, long years filled with debates, filled with questions, filled with with states holding out for states' rights and different issues and New York holding out for the Second Amendment. And among countless others, I'm not going down that history today. It, that's a topic for another another show. The first advantage America has over Britain is you have what I call the trilogy of freedom. If your country wakes up tomorrow and says, hey, we want freedom, well, you don't have to sit down and get all these geniuses and intellectuals and political heavyweights into a room to discuss them. You have... The Trilogy of Freedom, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. If you need them discussed anymore, you have the Federalist and Anti-Federalist paying to be read, waiting to be used, waiting to inspire a generation. Britain has to... What other advantages does America have over Britain? Advantage of the grassroots. Say what you will, good or bad. But America has 912 projects. America has Tea Party groups, like the Tea Party Patriots. Has groups. Amer- Britain doesn't have that. So if you came together and, and got a message together and started changing hearts and minds, you have a lot of infrastructure from square one. What else does America have that Britain doesn't? Well... America has talk radio, has a platform that is considered would be open to that message. 
It's conservative talk radio is what they call it. You have that platform. And you have two out of five, top five or six shows who are, which are most listened to are by conservative heavyweights who are tried and tested and who you know will put principles over everything else. Of course, those two I'm talking about are Glenn Beck and Mark Levin. The most listened sh- to shows in Britain are not conservative heavyweights. They're not freedom principle loving people. They are, I don't know, DJs, you know, news hosts, journalists. So Britain doesn't have conservative talk radio. What else does America have that Britain really doesn't? Well, you've got great sites. You've got great podcasts. You can find so much more information. There are so many people, and I'm going to be a bit arrogant saying include myself among these, who can put out a podcast and have all you great people listen. But it's based on principle of faith, of love, of the Constitution. I don't see many podcasts or shows from Britain talking about similar ideas. What else does America have that Britain doesn't? Well, this is just my opinion. The grassroots who believe one simple principle for which so many other principles grow that goes against the very nature of Britain's society. And that simple principle is in your Declaration of Independence that all men are created equal. There are a huge part of American society, the grassroots, the Tea Party, the Conservatives, the Libertarian, who know this and believe it to their core. The sad thing is, 240 years after your founding, that idea is still revolutionary. Because you have places like Britain, who are openly a class system. You have the lower, the middle and the upper classes. If you have a class system, you cannot believe in equality. They cannot mesh together. And lastly, what else does America have that Britain doesn't have? The biggest economy to make these things possible. You know, there are many, 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 many problems with American, the American um, economy. We've talked about them over the over the last couple of years, but it is still by far and away the more superior to every other nation, and even a nation like Britain. These are the advantages America has that are just common sense to Britain. And I'll leave you with one last one that is my opinion again, but it's based on history. America is a covenant nation. Britain is not. That is my belief. It is based on a lot of research and a lot of facts that we have shared over the last year or two. 
Britain doesn't have that. So to my American friends who would long to be British, I say these are the facts. These are the principles that why your nation has so many other advantages over Britain and any other nation. I asked this question a couple of weeks ago. And I would ask it again today. At this weekend, if you're in bed and you can't sleep and you want a a, a long, boring question to think about, just think about this. If you had a magic wand or a genie came to you or you found a lamp with a genie in it that said, I am going to let you trade America's future for any other nation's future, which would you choose? I still choose America's future. Because as bleak as America's future seems at times, it's a hell of a lot brighter than a lot of other nations' future. i got to take one last break, America. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. miss Pat and Stu. You insisted on a uh, different kind of chair, huh? You can't for some reason. I don't like those. I don't either. I told I, them. I told them I would sit there and it matches, but mm-hmm. they're kind enough to bring this chair. Uh, this was, chair is, this is my chair is more comfortable. But... And it's a little bit shorter, and they, it allows them to make their own little fat jokes. And the, Yeah, because they, they were worried about the other one breaking. <laughs> <laughs> Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I just have one last call I want you to think about this weekend. Because I try and make my shows have tell a story, but also there's a common theme running through them. I want to explain what the fallout from the Brexit was. The fallout from Brexit firstly turned straight to economics. You know, I love how one of the reasons side point one of the reasons I am desperate for people to be people of principles and to be loyal to their principles and why I speak so much about them is because I see and I have come across so many people who don't have them on the left and I don't want my conservative friends who especially godly ones who believe they will be judged by God not to fall for the same trap I have been called my whole life a greedy capitalist unprincipled pig that's just a combination of different slurs I'm sure you've all come across them and how the socialist is always you know, just compassionate and caring for the little person you know 
I only care for big business and all the millionaires and billionaires to make sure they get tax breaks. But, you know, the socialist is always looking out for the little guy. So what was the fallout of Brexit? Well, I love how socialists can be all about noble and about the little people. And when it suits them, they can turn on a dime. And because Britain voted to get out of the EU, they focused on two things. The pound against the dollar, losing value, and the stock market crashing. I love how socialists can be attack me for being for the you know for the rich and the millionaires and billionaires and wanting a big stock market and then when it suits them they can be for us and get away with it. We need to fight with principles. So that was the first outcome. Watching the stock exchange and watching the currency. But the stock exchange in the week afterwards had one of its best weeks in years. So that argument was kind of... Everyone all of a sudden stopped doing stock exchange notes because it was doing so well following Brexit. They're still focusing on the pound because it's losing value against the dollar. And while no economy wants that... It's amazing how we just put principles of freedom or any principles behind the principle of money. And it's been done by those noble, compassionate, caring people called socialists. But the bigger fallout in the media over here about Brexit is we don't talk about it. It's like, yeah, that happened years ago. Don't worry about it. We're now back to the daily grind of politics. As you, if you watched closely, or if you didn't, David Cameron, who was the leader of the Conservatives, who wanted to stay in Europe, who's the Prime Minister, the morning of the results stepped down and instantly triggered someone to replace him. So we've been watching the Tory leadership battle unfold over here. We've got Jeremy Corbyn, who also voted to stay and was campaigning to stay. A Corbyn watch. You know, will he step down? Will he be pushed? Will there be a leadership challenge? There was a vote in his in cut of confidence in his leadership, and I think he lost like 40 to 170. Um, it was a landslide. So it was parties in ruins. And that's all we're talking about. We're not talking about freedom. We're not talking about spreading freedom. We're not talking about Brexit. We're not talking about making Britain stronger. We're talking about politics, politicians and politics and who's going to be the leader of Conservatives and you know, should there be a new leader under of Labour? You have Tony Blair running around doing a lot of interviews because apparently people want to hear what he has to say. And saying, you know, well, the British people have a right to change their mind. <gasps> what did you mean by that, Tony? No, I meant nothing. I'm just saying, you know, hey, you know, you know, six months down the road, they British people have the right to change their mind. I'm not implying a second referendum or anything. I'm just saying they have the right to change their mind. Gee, thanks for that, Tony. You've just made it brilliant. You've made a great contribution, as always.
stellar work, old boy. We need to change both in Britain, around the world, but also in America. We need to change who controls the narrative. And this is why this show is... I'm bringing it full circle. You won't change the narrative of politicians, or even those who... John learned that he's not a politician, Trump. Yes, he is. Or any of these famous people, who are Lena Jolie... All these politically active people. You're never really going to change their minds. You're never going to get the media to side with freedom. To side with the constitution. You're never... There is nothing... And I, I don't mean to burst people's bubble. May, if I'm wrong, tweet me. Please tell me. I'd love to hear ideas. I don't think there is anything you or I can do... To get the likes of Chris Matthews, Chris Wallace, um, I'm trying to think of some of the CNN people, uh, Amanpour, Christiane Amanpour, um, Piers Morgan, all these people, even people on Fox. You're never going, there's nothing you can do in God's green earth barring a miracle to get these people talking about the Constitution. To get them talking about your history. To get them talking about George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, Ben Franklin, Martin Luther King, Bonhoeffer. There is nothing you can do. If there is, but I say, please tweet me. I'd love to hear a plan to get people talking about it. You're not going to change the media narrative. We're not going to change politicians. I would love to see a day where you had even a majority... Or even like a, a silent majority where it's like 40% or 35% of politicians in D.C. who openly speak about the Constitution and the Founding Fathers and your founding principles. And actually can give a reason why America is exceptional. We need to change the narrative, if we can in politics and media, but if we can't, of the grassroots where we can speak to each other and not give media talking points and not give you know, what politicians want us to say or not get focused in winning elections but winning the arguments if we don't do that we'll lose because the media and the politicians are the same they have a vested interest in talking about politics we need to be the people to talk and live our principles I sign off every show by a saying from Alexis to Toadville. But I mean every word of it. America is great because of your people. If America is going to be saved, it isn't going to be by the media. It isn't going to be by winning an election. It isn't going to be by politicians. It is going to be by you, the grassroots. And we need to find ways where we can help each other, be supportive of each other, regardless of who you vote for, and share those messages, and win hearts and minds. Because going back to that story I started with, at the first part of this show, the people who tweeted 
on July 4th, Independence Day. And the people who say July 4th, hashtag America was never great. The media isn't going to change that. The politicians aren't going to change that. We have to. We have to change hearts and minds. We have to be the Martin Luther kings of the day. We don't change it by legislation or regulation. We change it by winning the hearts and the minds of people. By what we say, by what we do, by how we say it, by how we interact with people. By spreading that message. Bit by bit by bit. The grassroots is incredibly important. Each and every one of you is incredibly important. You are the reason America is exceptional. You. It is your actions. And I'm going to try and do everything I can to empower you, to encourage you, and if I can, inspire you to get involved. I know it's dark times and I know a lot of you. I share your frustrations. I weep for your nation quite a bit. But it won't be changed by politics. It'll be changed by the grassroots. Just look at all the things, at all the people you can make a difference on. Each of us has to put our brick in the wall. Each of us has to play our part. That is why I started the show the way I did and brought it full circle. Because the power has to be with you, the people. The narrative has to be with you, the people. And if we don't get that, then we're never going to win. And when I say we, I don't mean me or a collection of people or people who have a certain ideology. I mean freedom. I mean freedom and real freedoms. I don't mean phony freedoms. I mean real freedoms. Life, liberty and property. Life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. The First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Ninth Amendment, the Tenth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Sixth Amendment. We need to share those stories. And it's quite fitting that I just remembered a Reagan quote. If not you, who? And if not now, when? If we as a grassroots, if we as principled conservatives, constitutionists, libertarians, any other name you want to use, conservatarian, it's the big one today, I think. If we don't share the stories of why America is truly exceptional, if we don't share the stories of the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, if we don't share constitutional freedoms that don't come from man but come from God, if we don't share the stories of how people like George Washington sacrificed everything in the hope of real freedom, if we don't share the stories of how Martin Luther King didn't seek legislation or regulation but said we must change hearts and minds to overcome slavery and and overcome civil rights 
If we don't share the stories of Bonhoeffer, of how people who wear a collar should act, who will? If not you, who? These are the times we live in. It might suck, it might not be fair, but these are the times we live in. And these are the times that are testing our souls. See, do you truly believe? Will you still believe when everyone and everything in this world is turning against you? Where it's saying what you believe is crap or it never, America was never great? Or will you still believe in your heart and hearts what you believe is fundamentally true? And it's not based on truth because of a popularity contest. It's true if 80% or 50% or 60% of Americans agree with it. But if only 10% agree with it, then it's not true. Will you believe and will you act? These are the questions that I am asking you today. And these are the questions that will determine your future. Your track record says you will act. You will speak louder. You will speak with more passion. You will speak with more love. And you will speak with truth. Your history and your track record says you will act. You will overcome. That this enemy that we face today is just another enemy in the long list of enemies of freedom. Who wanted to promote either self-interest or or tyranny or, or some type of rule that benefited them. I have no doubt 50 years from now we will look back on 2016 and think yeah, it was close but we survived the message of freedom still won because that message is a powerful one it's what you do, it's what you say and it's how you act right now will determine your soul we are fighting for our souls every day and we must pray and we must act And we must live our principles. Until next week, America. Godspeed. God bless and don't give up. And as always, we end the show the way we always do around here. We salute the real heroes of society. Heroes that don't wear a number. Heroes that don't sign lucrative contracts to endorse products. Heroes that don't get a farewell in the media when they die. But they are heroes because they risk everything. And they put everything on the line. Each hour of each day of their lives. Of course, they are your firefighters, your police, your emergency personnel, and your vets. And I salute you, the great American people. Don't ever give up. Your history is not about giving up. Your history is over is one of overcoming. God bless you and God bless America. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. The Blaze Radio Network. Ow.